1: Hello everybody and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Super Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald and we are very lucky to be joined by the great Rocky Romero. Rocky, it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us.
2: Appreciate you uh, having me. It's, it's wonderful to be here.
1: So 2020 has obviously been a crazy year for most of us. I'm sure it's no different for you. So what is life like for Rocky Romero these days?
2: Very, very busy. Busier than... Uh... Than usual, to be honest. I mean, usually I'm busy with like wrestling, but not as much wrestling, you know, going on obviously, but still with the podcast stuff and, you know, still doing stuff for New Japan here and there. And, you know, we still have New Japan Strong that we're doing and taping. So uh, extremely busy. Um, I w- you know, I-, I remember the days, the fond days of, or, you know, the beginning of the pandemic where the world was at a standstill and all ah. I had to do was just wake up and do nothing. I miss those days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, we've got a big event coming up this week. We've got Talking Shop Mania 2, Rise of the Torture, coming up this Friday, 13th of November. So, for those listeners who are in the dark, could you please tell us about what you and the Good Brothers have planned for this show and how people can check it out?
2: Sorry, my dogs might be barking because they ah, got love bones. It, yeah. yeah, they're just, they're a little, they're little punks when they know when I'm doing something important, you know, so they <laughs> like to let them. So those cells uh, be known, but um, yeah, no talking shop mania is a, a zany pay-per-view idea that uh, Luke gal, Luke doc Gallows came up with. Um, you know, when he, when the guys got let go from WWE, basically Gallows called us both and was like, you know, let's just, I really got this, I got this amazing idea. You know, we obviously can't wrestle in front of fans, but I have this crazy pay-per-view idea that if we put on some bad wrestling and, you know, things that are within our humor and, and just kind of something that's fun and crazy with, uh, you know, all our friends and, you know, people that we know and contacts through the professional wrestling world, if we bring them all to my backyard, film this weird pay-per-view that um, maybe people will think it's funny and, to uh, uh much to our surprise they did and now here we are you know it was successful enough to do another one and uh here we are you know we're we're about to do target shop of mania 2 rise of the torture and um I, this one is is far better far worse far greater far more expensive than uh the one previous so uh i'm really excited for the world to see it i hope that uh it, it'll you know get people to watch and, and something that's very fun and crazy and just unique. You know, it's, it's a very unique pay-per-view idea and very unique. Uh, this time, you know, this time it's more of like, uh, we're weaving a story together. So, you know, if we can get through this one and hopefully it's, it does well enough, we'll do the the trilogy at least. And, uh, the third one is, is even more crazy and more interesting and more, uh, you know, the storyline is pretty out there, but, uh, you know, that's just a fun pay-per-view, man. I mean, it's really just an extension of, uh, of our podcast talking shop and the extension of, uh, kind of our crazy humor and more gallows and Anderson's crazy humor than probably mine. But yeah.
3: Now, and, and, then this is Damon, uh, Rock. when, when they came to you, was was there a specific thing that kind of triggered these ideas to, to, to have happen or, or was it just a situation of look? I have this wacky idea. Do you want to do this?
2: Um, I mean, I think it was like uh, a a had how. Sorry, there you are. Kids, calm down. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh it's uh definitely it had to do with them getting released the way that they did, right? And then also on top of that, them you know, maybe not being able to do exactly what they wanted the last couple of years in their run at WWE, right? You know, uh, being pigeonholed creatively, you know, so I feel like it was definitely an extension of them and that. Uh, And then me, you know, on the other hand, you know, I just like the challenge of doing something unique and different. I've never put on a pay-per-view, you know, Uh, you never done anything like this, quite like this. So um, this is another chance to be, you know, to write and be creative and do something, you know, outside of the the box and the norm you know which is really cool and and i don't think this would have happened if it wasn't the circumstances that the world are in during the, you know this global pandemic then we i don't think we would have had the opportunity to do it in and a and then b um kind of not being able to you know we would have maybe done it in front of fans let's just say and it would be a completely different concept you know so i feel like uh you know just kind of blessed with the you know this that this opportunity presented itself and and we kind of took advantage of it and and just you know hit the ground running
3: right i was going to ask i mean do you think just the, the way the pro wrestling landscape has changed in say like the past three or five years do you think you would have been able to pull off something like this say three years ago
2: i don't think so you know i i don't think so and uh you know i mean you you look at the uh the cinematic match that we did the um the boneyard match, right? Which is stupid to say anyway, but like, (laughs) uh, but um, you know, if it wasn't for like, you know, the Matt Hardy stuff, you know, years ago with the, you know, deletion stuff. And then, you know, obviously the pandemic, then Taker and AJ doing the, the, the boneyard match, you know, in the way that they did it, you know, so then I, I don't think any of this would have been possible, right. If it wasn't for all kind of those elements on top of it. So, <clears throat> Excuse me, I feel like um, yeah, like we wouldn't have been inspired to do it the way we did, and obviously um the way we shot it too, you know, and then and then spoofing the boneyard match, of course, was a major part of the the success of the first one, so um you know it wouldn't have happened if, if any of this ever happened, you know,
3: again, we're talking with Rocky Romero, talking shop amania 2 friday November thirteenth this friday this friday um, this friday. on on fight t v correct. Excellent. All right, Joel. Well, just for a bit of context,
1: Shakespeare wrote King Lear during a plague, so maybe the great work emerging from this pandemic could be talking shopper mania. So, is that is
2: that legit? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my god! I wish I would have known that. That's like the perfect way to sell this thing.
1: (laughs) You you can have that one for free. (laughs) Thank Um, you. What's the feedback been like from other wrestlers? Have you got line around the block of uh, people wanting in?
2: yes unfortunately yes i mean I, I couldn't believe it you know like uh after the first one there were so many wrestlers that reached out and were like dude if you guys end up doing this again we want to be a part of this we want to be a part of it. guys like you know shane hurricane helms who has a a, a great cameo appearance in in this friday's talk shop in mania too and uh obviously he's a guy that you want to be a part of that. he's hilarious he's one of the funniest people i know and he's you know extremely creative and uh, everything that he does, he does it, you know, uh, uh, you know, with with so much charisma, you know. Um, so yeah, there was a, there was quite a few wrestlers who, and then there was some wrestlers that didn't know about it or what it was. Like guys like Virgil, uh, aka Vincent, who had no idea what it was. Who I guess found out. I found out later that talking to Tommy Dreamer that he thought he was getting booked for AEW because it was on a Tuesday that we filmed it, so he thought he was coming in for AEW on Wednesday. And, um, what, you know, was probably extremely surprised when he showed up at Gallows' house and then was like, there's a ring in the, in the front yard. And he's probably like, what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was
3: bringing her breadsticks. Let's be
2: honest. We, we, yeah. <laughs> oh, he may or may not have got some.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Do you think that the comedy element of pro wrestling is undepreciated these days?
2: Um... I mean, I think it you know I think it's an essential part of the show, you know overall, right? Like even you look at like a new Japan card and that's a that's an important element, right? because you can't have every match where just like everybody's just beating the crap out of each other, a eh? and uh you know and, and plus it's you gotta make that that match uh be important, right? Like you can't have Shizuki uh, versus Shingo every time, even though how awesome it is, but you know, you can't have five or six matches of like, the guy back to back right that gets a little old, so you gotta have a Yano match in there. You know, you got to have um, that somewhat of, a uh, you know, comedic relief somewhere in there. I think it's a little harder to do it these days, not having the audience be so interactive with it and kind of, you know, laughing along with you. Because sometimes, uh, you know, if you do it in front of no fans or fans that can't really applaud or won't clap or anything, then it it's makes it harder to do the comedic stuff. But um, I think it's such an essential part of the overall show and the overall event. That uh, it is a very necessary part to any professional wrestling.
3: All right. Now, this is talking shop a mania too. So I am sure, and you may not, you can change the names, you know, we protect the innocent, but can you share with us a story, an idea that didn't make it and better judgment prevailed?
2: Ooh. Uh, oh, my dogs are really upset right now. Right, we, got,
3: we, we have our cats uh, that make appearances as well, as we all know my we've got cat run-ins, we've about baby run-ins.
1: so sorry run about in that in
2: <laughs> yeah. um let me think uh anything that to be honest all the ideas are bad or good we still put them in so <laughs> um so you know i mean we, we kind of tr- you know we try everything you know and, unless there's something that that really we think that it's time to edit edit something out for like a reasons of like you know we don't want to piss too many people off type of thing but um Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot that's going on in this one. There's murder, there's comedy, there's, um, geez, I mean, you know, there might be people taking certain enhancements during it. (laughs) Um, you know, there's. There's a bazooka. Uh, a bazooka? <laughs> there's <laughs> right. a lot that's going on. I mean, we really pushed the envelope. I think, I think cinematic, going back to cinematic wise, I think Chico El Luchador versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. is probably the craziest cinematic piece you'll ever see. And and it definitely pushes the boundaries of what, you know, wrestling knows as a cinematic match. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I want to go with talking shop and mania three if we Ever be so gracious to to hopefully do it um that's where i think i i think we're, where where would need to go you know
3: All right. now you opened the show here just to switch gears a little bit you talked a little bit about being really busy and doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes for not only this show but for new japan and strong talk a little bit about that like that transition for yourself and your career kind of doing a little bit more behind the scenes specifically for new japan
2: um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess I'm somewhat of a talent scout, you know, looking for, you know, the next gen and the next, uh, you know, made possible young lion, you know, um, really it's up to Shibata to do that. He handles the, uh, the hard job of, of training people and, and getting them, you know, physically ready for the new Japan style and the new Japan ring. But, um, uh, I, I I've been helpful in, in trying to help find that next generation. So, um, That's, uh, it's, it's great. You know, it's very rewarding to be a part of something like that. And, uh, you know, having your, you're trying to have your finger on the pulse is the most important part and the most important piece of it. And, um, definitely with new Japan strong, uh, a lot of people that I've suggested have been able to get on the show, you know, guys like Blake Christian and Danny Limelight and uh, a bunch of others. So I feel like, uh, you know, I, I think it's one thing about strong. That's cool is, um, you you don't really know who's going to show up really, you know, like, and I think there's a a wider array of people that you wouldn't have normally show up in a new Japan Japanese show. Right. Because obviously, you know, it's a different commitment to that. And that's kind of like, uh, you know, the main flagship product, but, um, you know, being kind of the, uh, almost like an NXT, I guess, like a subsidiary product to, to the flagship, um, It's kind of cool to have different people and, and, and kind of like, it's not new Japan strong, but the super J cup coming up is is kind of an extension of like the U S brand or whatever. So um, it's really cool to have somebody like Chris Bay, who's an impact wrestler through and through completely contracted impact wrestler to have him be a part of it. And then having Ray Horace, who's an ROH wrestler, completely contracted ROH wrestler, having him be a part of it. And then, you know, our crew, you know, uh, Clark Connors representing the dojo and, you know, bullet club ELP and, you know, whoever else is on that card. I mean, um, so I think that's pretty, pretty cool, but I mean, obviously it's not exactly the same, but it's an extension of, I guess, strong in a way. So, um, I know it's cool to just be a part of it and, and, and kind of see new Japan grow, uh, as much as it has over the last, you know, five years. You know, it's been crazy. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad and ha- you know, New Japan's my home. I'm glad to be a, you know, to be able to just try to help this thing grow as much as I can and help out where I can. You know, whether you know if it's commentary or you know, helping to find talent or you know, whatever I can do. I, You know, I want to help and 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 see this product grow. Like I don't want to, you know, I don't necessarily want to go and work for like a WWE or something like that. Like. That just doesn't really interest me i'd rather be a part of the uh you know the underdog and the you know you know being a a bigger fish in a smaller pond than than just uh you know being a part of this massive conglomerate and just kind of you know unhappy you know or not or, or not being you know in control of like the little things that matter like you know, you're wrestling, you know, that, I mean, that's important. Right. So like not, a, you know, not a be you know, or being stopped to, to do creative things outside of the company, you know, like nobody's stopping me to say, Hey, you can't do talking shop mania. You know, you can't have a podcast, you know, you can't be on whatever, you know, so you can have a YouTube. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, we're in the end, you know, we're, we're wrestlers or performers or entertainers We're you know, athletes and we have other interests, you know? So I, I feel like, you know, if I want to game, I should be able to game in front of people. And if they want to pay me for it, why not? You know? So, um, so I just feel fortunate to be working for, you know, such a great company and a company who, who cares about the fans like a lot, cares about the product like a lot, cares about the details and the people who are involved and all the little things that are, that would, that would make new Japan pro wrestling, fucking awesome you know
1: so you've laid out a lot of the positives there of uh producing a show like huge pad strong what have been some of the struggles of doing it
2: pandemic you know i mean uh a just you know doing doing a professional wrestling event is already hard enough you know i i, I would imagine you know so it's like doing this during a pandemic is, is, is harder, you know, obviously getting, making sure that everybody's healthy a that's the, the priority, you know, uh, overall anything, you know, so making sure that everybody's tested right and tests are good and getting there and make sure that everybody's tested again. And, you know, when people go home, making sure that everybody's safe and their families are safe. I mean, that's the biggest probably worry, uh, about doing any of these events, you know, whether they be in Japan or they be in America. So, um, that's probably the hardest thing by far
0: in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey junior rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now introducing slab packs from arena The only repack that provides real value Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, arena com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
2: Our, uh secondary is just like, um, you know, just you know, figuring out who's going to be a part of it and the crew. You know, I can't imagine that's an easy task, especially when you're you're running. Two simultaneous shows and or two sim- simultaneous you know events or whatever in two different countries, um, just trying to figure out who's who who's going to be where and you know that's definitely got to be uh, an issue. Uh, but I you know I guess overall just dude we're running you know we're trying to keep this thing going keep strong going and um, obviously uh, I'd love to see strong continue to grow on a Western platform you know whether if they found a home on cable or you know, satellite or something. I think that'd be really, really cool to see that kind of, since it's more the way that you present it, a traditional kind of Western show, you know, um, it it would be cool to see that kind of go to the next step, you know?
1: Yeah, and as fans, we like to see young up-and-coming wrestlers and hitch our wagons to them and and watch their development throughout their career. And you mentioned a couple of guys like Blake Christian, Danny Like, Who's impressed you the most throughout your time working on Strong?
2: uh probably Clark honors the most to be honest um I, I just think that uh this year clark has has really just you know broken through i think in a way that uh a he you know connecting with the audience b his matches are just really on another level, his intensity you know his character like he's really um just grown up so much. And uh, and you know and and a part of this you know you know not just kind of you know Shibata giving him the base for it you know and then him kind of figuring it out himself so um, I think he's grown so much I think that Lions Break Crown tournament was really cool that was on strong and uh, I really liked the match between uh, him and Danny Limelight, the, uh, the finals. And uh, I think he was the guy who deserved to win it, you know, for sure. I think he's, he's, he's worked hard. He, he's definitely ready, I think, to step up into the, uh, into the next level, you know?
3: Yeah. We're, we're talking with Rocky Romero. He's got talking shop of mania too. It's Friday, this Friday, November 13th, 10 PM fight TV. Um, while you were away, um, there was a change in leadership in New Japan and uh, Harold may have stepped down or however you want to look at it. How was your relationship with Harold and what changes are you looking forward to most?
2: Um, yeah, my relationship with Harold was great. Uh, you know, he, he was uh, always very supportive. Uh, someone who, you know, really loved and believed in the product. And um, you know, he, he, I think his probably biggest, uh, idea would obviously have been the success of the Tokyo Dome earlier this year. Uh, two days, you know, over 70,000 fans. And, um, you, know, uh, I will, um, you know, I will, you know, I guess I, I enjoyed very much, you know, you working with him. Um, changes for the future, you know, I, I think there's good, you know, this is just me, but I think there, there needs to be some kind of uh, adaptation when it comes to maybe like, You know, TV product and thinking kind of in the future and that you see like, you know, WWE being able to earn so many millions of dollars with just, you know, sending the same product to different countries. I feel like that would probably be the next step for New Japan uh, to really focus in and hone in on, um, you know, Extending the product in as many ways, especially the flagship show, like World, the World Pro Wrestling Show, really sending that. I mean that that should be in the UK, that should be in Canada, that should be in the US, that could be in Germany. I mean, there's so many wrestling places that I think it, it could appeal to uh, to different types of fans. So, um, I I guess that would be the main thing that I, I hope would change. Um, and then of course, just continuing to make New Japan World strong. You know, like like really, uh, you know, pushing that. Uh, you know, and really making it easy and accessible for people outside of Japan.
3: Right. We get questions all the time, Rocky, as I'm sure you probably do as well, uh, talking about that forbidden door between New Japan and all elite wrestling. Uh, and sometimes it can get a little troublesome and uh, a little tiring. But um, you even mentioned the Super J Cup and we had talked about this on the show recently, how it really feels like a super J uh, Jacob from old with different promotions coming in. And you mentioned Chris Bay. Um, what are your feelings about a relationship with impact wrestling and what that might mean for both companies?
2: Um, I think they've got, you know, I mean, talent, I mean, really, I guess the way that I, I could only really look at it was, um, you know, they have some really, Interesting talent, young talent, obviously Gals and Anderson being a part of that, you know, and being signed with Impact would be a huge uh, plus to working with them if, if you know, to get the, them over to Japan um, at some point. Um, then I, I think they're just, you know, they've they really worked hard on improving their product and uh, and really finding their own voice, you know, with their product. Because I think that there was a while there, they, they didn't know what their voice was exactly. Uh, you know, especially once you, you took, you know, AJ out and Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, you know, so I think they kind of floated around trying to figuring out, uh, what their, their product was going to be. And I think they, they've got a better definitive idea of what it is and the shows are pretty good. You know, they're actually really good. So, right. um, I, I think that there's some benefit in there. Obviously, um, they, you know, they're, well, they're, I should say their, their parent company owns access TV where, You know, we were a staple on Access for many, many years. So, I mean, uh, you know, you know, that audience already knows in New Japan, uh, you know, and and our product. Um, And there's a bunch of wrestlers that are, you know, that I think are really talented. Like, I think the North is talented. I think uh, Chris Bay is talented. You know, I like the Rascals a lot. Um, You know, and there's they're always. They're another group that I think now has, you know, has a good finger on the pulse as well, you know? So I feel like, you know, there could be some, some relationship of of friendliness, I should say. I don't want to say relationship. I should say like friendliness, you know, uh, in in the fact of like, why can't Chris Bay be a part of the New Japan Cup if he's extremely qualified or or, sorry, Super J Cup to be, you know, if he's extremely qualified to do so, you know, Or, or if they have like an X division cup, you know, why can't I go over and wrestle for it or or say, you know, Fantasmo, right? You know, I I don't know, you know, Robbie Eagles or somebody like that, you know, who would do great um in something like that. So I, I think that there's there's some room there. You know, I don't know if truly New Japan needs to be uh partners with anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like to, you know, to that extent. But I think that going forward, it's important for some of these wrestling companies outside of WWE to be friendly with each other. And especially in the world that we're living with pandemics where we can't have, you know, 10,000 seat buildings, you know, or, or whatever, you know, in the U S we can't promote an MSG card, you know? So why not, uh, you know, do the next best thing and, and, you know, have pay-per-view events or have specials or whatever. where like, we support each other in some kind of way if it's sending a guy or selling to maybe doing a tag match or something you know i mean i think that that's very possible and i think that that's um we'll kind of keep business going until we can go back to having these days of you know a full sold out you know msg you know
1: let's talk about your in-ring action because you know you've got a really great reputation among fans for being able to not only put on great performances like for example, that famous match you had at Coraco Hall during last year's Best of the Super Juniors against El Fantasmo, but also helping younger talent look good when they're opposite you in the ring. So do you get more enjoyment in the glory of a big win or making others look good?
2: That's a good question. I mean, uh, it, it kind of depends on the situation, but um, I think for so many years, um, I've, I've tried to... Well, I say I would say so for most of my career I've always tried to put the emphasis on um my my opponent, right? Or my partner, whoever however you want to say it. So um it's kind of nice every once in a while to get, you know, the accolades everyone, you know, that come along with it, you know, and, and the just the feel good, you know, especially if the story's right. And uh like last year with Phantasmo, it was very meaningful in so many ways, right? Like true goal of being you know, at the top of the card, the main event in a Corican and a sold-out cork and, in a sold out cork and in the Best of the Super Junior because, uh, you know, it's been years to have an opportunity like that, and and then not to have to share, you know, not sharing the spotlight with you know three or four other people, you know, because we did it with the you know, you know, Kozlov and I in the Bucks, and you know, Trent and I, and I think the Bucks, Trent and I, with you know, with a couple other teams. So, um, it, it kind of just having that weight. Is nice sometimes as a as a professional wrestler because you need to have that challenge, you know. You need to have those butterflies, you know, because sometimes it it's easy to just kind of, um, kind of get complacent, I guess, in a way, or, or just kind of, you know if the focus, obviously the focus is always on so many other people that, you know, I'm just, sometimes I can just be a cog in the wheel, you know, if on a six man, you know, when you're, you know, with Okada or, you know, Ishii and then you're going against, you know, Naito, Sonata and Hiromo, It's like, what what is Rocky really going to take out of this? You know what I'm saying? So to, to kind of like get the moment where it's like, it's, it's on you to, to make the crowd happy and send the fans home happy and make them feel like, you know, the 30, 40 bucks or whatever, a hundred bucks that they spent on their ticket was worthwhile or your $10 subscription to new Japan world. I want to pull my weight too, you know, so I, it feels good, you know?
1: Yeah. And you've mentioned a lot of the great tag teams you've been involved in over the years with, you know, guys like David Richards, Kozlov, Trent, Taguchi, going to put you on the spot here. Who's your favorite tag partner? And don't worry (laughs) because they probably won't be listening to this. So you're safe.
2: (laughs) uh recently t te- uh Taguchi, man i i uh a lot of really good fun chemistry and and kind of being able to be serious right because like that's the kind of the great thing about Taguchi, and i think and i we have very complimenting personalities and the fact that like we can be serious when it matters but we can also be like kind of funny and and or or just do it do it in a way that's not linear, you know, like going a, a skew and trying, trying a, a different kind of idea out or a different kind of like our tag team maneuvers is like, you know, I throw people into his butt, you know, like that's our big move, you know, or a slingshot somebody into his butt. I mean, like, and that gets the same reaction as like a doomsday, you know, dropkick or something, you know, like, so, or something crazy, you know? So like, I think that that's just very awesome that, our personalities can build up our, our tag team moves or, you know, or, you know, as opposed to just doing the moves, you know? So uh, I think that's just a really unique and, and really awesome way to, to have a tag team wrestle. um, That's different than, you know, show and yo it's different than Hiromu and Bushi Uh, you know? So I I think throwing us into that mix is, and, and it's fun. It, It doesn't feel like it feels organic. To wrestle with Teguchi, you know if it really does, and, that, and maybe that's just because I've wrestled against him for so many years and been opposite him for you know a long time that um you know I'm, I do know him so well, so and he trusts me to come up with ideas, and I trust him to put his own spin on things and come up with ideas and uh, I know it's, it's very complimenting uh, and, and I enjoy working with him and then on the other side of that, I mean Trent and i I think did some really, really awesome work you know uh over the years and 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 especially during the years where um you know people were you know people were getting introduced to new japan for the first time i thought we you know we always really showed up and had some really amazing matches with the bucks and um it's an important part of my career and and and, uh, i'm very fond of those memories
3: last question for me rocky um and it's a little bit off the track so i need to know how well do you know mamory heart And when can we expect Rocky Romero on her podcast? And that's funny. Can you, can you do a little meetup, uh, on the super J cast? uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Has she been on before?
3: No, I met her Uh, once. I met her once. I just briefly, but every time she's in Japan, it's right before wrestle kingdom. When we go over. Right. Um, Yeah. So I I just miss her. And my wife's a huge fan. Oh yeah. She's uh, so
2: cool. She's hilarious hilarious um yeah we just kind of uh started following each other online and then uh oh actually she came to no actually she she came to a new japan show and um she was trying to get tickets she couldn't get tickets and she reached out through i think like ron funches or something and funches hit me up and was like hey my friend mamory she's never you know she's never been to a a live new japan show she's uh hoping to come through so um so i was able to pull some strings and i and i got uh her in and then we've just been like you know, really cool ever since. And last time she was in Japan, we went out and had a couple of drinks and had a good time and were up way too late, but uh, and- yeah, we had, a, we, she's, she's, she's super cool. I, yeah, I'm trying, I would actually would like to bring her on Talk and shop. Cause I think, you know, we don't get to have enough, uh, you know, female energy. I feel like we need to have more of it. And, and I obviously she's hilarious and she, Um, you know, has, she does so well with her podcast and her YouTube. Um, I think it was, and she's, she's so knowledgeable when it comes to wrestling. So I think it would be a fun, fun, and she loves to drink and make drinks. So it's like, she fits in with the talking shop crew, like perfectly. So yeah, I can't, I'd love to see her come on the show or us go on her show. Um, I probably should have reached out to her before talking shop. I didn't even think about it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, 100%, we love memory over here.
3: Well, there's still time to reach out. Again, we're looking right. at this Friday. Uh, it's Talking Shop, uh, Talking Shop Amania Two. Uh, you know the first one; you enjoyed it so much. They're doing another one. It's Friday. It's November 13th. It's 10 p.m. You can catch it on Fight TV.
2: Yep, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's only 14.99. So, I mean, that's like a couple of trips to Starbucks. You know, like maybe two trips. You know, so uh, depending on what you're getting, so uh, you know, it's not going to break the bank. I promise you, you will laugh your 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 ass off. And if you don't, don't come looking for a refund because you cannot get a refund. But maybe for the next one, you know, we'll throw you a bone or something. You know, I don't know.
3: Well, you'll figure it out. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: we'll, figure it out. we'll
2: figure it out. Take it up with gallows if you, you got go. a problem. Take it up with gallows.
1: Rocky, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great talking to you. Anything else you want to plug before we go?
2: Yeah. Uh obviously uh njpwworld.com every friday night new japan strong uh 10 p.m. 7 p.m. eastern same same time slot as talk and shop this week so uh you know you can warm up with 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 strong and then hop right into the good times over at uh uh and mania on fight tv uh everything talk and shop check out tnsmania.com uh, we've got all the, all the different projects and things that we're working on there. Uh, at The Real Gimmicks on Instagram, that's our animated series that we're working on. And um, yeah, thank you for supporting rockerameramerch.com and I uh, hope to see y'all soon.
3: Thanks, Rocky. We appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Thank you. Take care.